are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, January 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. It'll help me out tremendously. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds, and it's all for free. Wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And later on tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action to take on Adam Boquist in the Columbus Blue Jackets for the first time this season. Wow, that sounded really weird. Uh, But as usual, on the show today, I will go over a full preview of the Hawks matchup with the Jackets. I'll also go over uh, their projected lineup as well as the starting goaltender matchup. I'll talk about all the latest COVID-19 updates from the Hawks at their morning skate. And then to wrap things up, I'll also discuss top prospect Lucas Reichel being named AHL Player of the Week for the Rockford Ice Hogs. All that and more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. First things first though today, folks, let's get into a preview of the game later this evening against the 16-16-1 Blue Jackets in Columbus. As I said, um, that's the first meeting between these two teams this year ever since They were in the same division last year in that COVID-shortened 56-game season where the divisions were shuffled all around. Um, And as I said as well, uh, that will be a 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop and will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago for all the folks curious out there about that. Uh, I believe that game against the Colorado Avalanche will be the Hawks' lone game of January That was on ESPN Plus and Hulu exclusively. So good news for a lot of folks across the Chicagoland area, I know. Um, But this one tonight, you know, should be a lot of fun. Uh, The first time that we get to see Adam Boquist as a member of the Blue Jackets and also vice versa. This is also the first time that the Blue Jackets will get a look at Seth Jones as a member of the Blackhawks. Of course... That was a big trade that took place over the offseason. Seth Jones and a 2022 six-round pick in exchange for Adam Boquist, a swap of first-round picks in last year's draft that gave the Hawks the last pick in the first round, moved Columbus all the way up to number 12, technically number 11, I believe, because uh, Arizona got skipped. Um, I think it was Arizona. Whatever it was, Um, that was the swap of the first-round picks. And then Columbus also received another first-round pick in 2022 as well as a 2021 second-round pick. So quite the haul there by the Blackhawks. And uh, we know that the swap of the first-round picks that led to the Blackhawks getting Nolan Allen, Columbus uh, drafted Cole Sillinger at number 12, who, by the way, is currently the only player 
from the first round in the NHL right now. He was the only one to make it past the nine-game tryout before uh, that officially burns the first year of their entry-level contract. Sillinger's the only one that has stuck around, so that's definitely notable. And then Columbus also went on to flip that second-round pick they got in that uh, trade to acquire defenseman Jake Bean. So you can kind of look at it a little bit differently. Um, just overall what Columbus has been able to manufacture from that trade. The Blackhawks, they got Seth Jones, Nolan Allen, and then whoever they take in the sixth round in this upcoming draft. While Columbus turned what they got into Adam Boquist, obviously, uh, and then Jake Bean, Cole Sillinger, as well as another first-round pick. And, you know, after hearing that, it's undoubtedly hard to sit here and say that the Blackhawks were the ones who got the better end of this deal, especially with the way that the team is uh, kind of performing right now and likely going to need to rebuild things up once again, despite getting rid of most of their top prospects and draft picks. Um, So to see what Columbus has been able to build off of that trade, some good young talent, they got another first round pick as well. Um, I think that's just kind of at least in my opinion, what hurts the most. The Blackhawks, knowing what we do now, because of that trade, they definitely hurt their chances to to rebuild and help themselves out by making that deal. Uh, But at the same time, you know, Seth Jones, I think we can all agree, the team would definitely be a lot worse than they already are without Seth, you know. Um, He's been really solid ever since those... First couple of shaky weeks to kick off the year. I don't know if it was just getting acclimated probably to the new system and the new teammates, Uh, but ever since then, and really ever since Derek King took over, he's been performing like a number one defenseman uh, on both ends of the ice. He's been pretty solid defensively. He will have uh, a play every now and then that's not tremendous, and in transition, sometimes he has a tendency to get beat to the outside. I think that's something he needs to tighten up on a little bit. Um, but what he's been able to provide for this team offensively, the Blackhawks needed so bad. And to take on the minutes that he does, he's fifth in the NHL in time on ice per game at over 25 minutes. And there, there's a lot of nights where he's finishing at 27 or 28. He's nearly playing half the game for the Blackhawks and sturdying things up and also providing offense that this team really needs. So um, Seth Jones, in my opinion, uh, he, he's been... He's held up his end of the bargain here, you know. He's also on pace for potentially a career best in terms of points. It's going to be close whether or not he breaks his personal record. Um, But he's definitely going to blow past the numbers that he put up in those final two years with Columbus. So he's held up his end of the bargain. You know, considering what the Blackhawks are paying him, he's done his part on the ice to live up to that number and live up to as best as he can what the Blackhawks gave up for him. It's not his fault what Stan Bowman swapped for him in a trade. Like, Seth has no control over that. So I hate when people blame him and are really hard on him because of what the Blackhawks gave up. And he's been performing just fine. I think most people would agree. Um, But yeah, that definitely makes for a fun narrative and uh, just should be fun to get uh, on both ends to get a a first look at these two matching up since the trade happened this offseason. And for the Blackhawks, coming off that much-needed 2-1 upset win over the Vegas Golden Knights this weekend. They they just really need to find a way to build some momentum off of that. The game in, against the Coyotes, that's in the past now. You know, there's nothing you can do about that anymore. And 
that's, you know, exactly the mindset I think the Blackhawks were able to come out with, and that's what helped them, um, you know, kind of have that crazy turnaround, losing to the worst team in the NHL and then beating the top team in the Western Conference. Uh, but once again, in that game on Saturday, just like we saw against Colorado earlier in the week too, you know, there's proof that this team can hang with the best teams in the conference right now. It just They need to play a consistent game. And when they don't, you see what happens. They fall behind 2 to nothing to Colorado early when they come out with a pathetic effort. And even against Arizona, even a bad team, a terrible offense, one of the worst overall, the worst overall team in the entire NHL and one of the worst I think we've seen in quite a while statistically, they even punished the Blackhawks for a poor performance in the opening 20 minutes. So um, the Blackhawks, they can hang with the big boys. They just got to play consistently. And that consistency, I think, is just really what has hurt this team for the past couple of months, even before the losing streak. Part of that losing streak, too, you know, you got to consider Colin Delia and Arvid Soderblom were in that. That definitely didn't help the Blackhawks' case. They didn't play great in either of those first two games to start off 2022, but um, those two things definitely do go into account. But even before that losing streak, going back into late November uh, and even throughout December, it was, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. They couldn't string anything together. And even when they were finally starting to click a little bit together and we're getting some positive results after that dreadful start to the year. Um, It was a little bit discouraging that this team wasn't able to rattle anything off when they were coming out with some solid efforts. Um, But now, starting with this game here tonight against Columbus, this is really, I think, the Blackhawks' final chance to string things together and get themselves kind of back into the fold in the Western Conference. And I know that sounds crazy sitting at 12, 18, and 5, and being 11 points back of a playoff spot. I'm not fooling myself here. Like, I know the Blackhawks' odds of making a run, they're slim to none. Uh, but one thing I, I do want to mention, according to Cap Friendly, the Blackhawks have played the second hardest schedule in the NHL so far this season. The second hardest. And that was something I talked about on the show around mid to late November or so, if I had to guess. I can't exactly remember when it was in particular, but I talked about how the schedule in December, it was not very forgiving. And for the Blackhawks to not piece together a a bigger winning streak or win more games when they had an opportunity against some of the uh, mid-tier teams, you know, it was pretty disappointing because I knew the schedule in December was going to get really tough. And even into early January here, We've seen games against Nashville and Calgary. They're both playoff teams currently in the West. Nashville's even the top team in the Central Division right now. Uh, And then, of course, the Hawks took on the top team in the West in terms of point percentage in the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, The game against Arizona, that's one that got away. Don't even want to talk about that one again. Um, But then they followed that one up by taking on the top team points-wise in the West in Vegas. So it's definitely been some tough sledding for the Hawks for the past couple of weeks now. Um, But at the same time, you know, if you want to be one of the best, you got to be able to beat the best. And they definitely have not been able to do a good enough job of doing that here early on in 2022. But taking a look at the schedule going forward for for the Hawks tonight, they take on the 16, 16 and one Blue Jackets, who they have lost three of their four games here so far in the new year. Uh, And then the Hawks return home after this three game road trip to take on a struggling Montreal Canadiens team that only has one win since the end of November. They've had plenty of games postponed, but still only one win 
since the beginning of December. That's pretty unbelievable. And then after that, the Ducks are up next. Yes, currently a playoff team in the Western Conference, but they have lost four of their last six games as well. And then after that, the Hawks get Edmonton and Seattle. Those two games are on the road, but Edmonton has been looking absolutely lost there as of late. They'll probably have Connor McDavid back by that point. Uh, but then the Kraken also are one of the few teams lower than the Hawks in the Western Conference right now. So there are definitely winnable games coming up on the schedule, but the Hawks have to take care of business. They, they have to play good in order to properly take advantage of this easier portion of the schedule. We've now seen that they can either lose to anyone or they can beat anyone. So if they don't come out with their best game, they could easily lose, you know, a handful of those games. The consistency is really what this team needs to focus on here with the schedule finally easing up a little bit because uh, this is a, a big chance coming up, <clears throat> excuse me, to give this team some confidence that they desperately need, and it all starts tonight when the Hawks take on a reeling Blue Jackets team to finish off their current three-game road trip. All right, there is a quick preview of tonight versus Columbus, as well as a look ahead at the Blackhawks' upcoming schedule. Coming up in just a moment, I will go over the Hawks' projected lineup tonight, as well as the latest COVID-19 updates from the morning skate. But first, I need to talk to you all about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, then you or they need to get Primal. And maybe you're the person who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and it will also make your beard look healthy and fully groomed. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, whipped butters that are known as the best feels and beard product available. That is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted right here in the U.S. of A. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients to the other companies that you've used in the past. We promise you that you will see and feel the difference. And remember the promo code LOCKDOWN gets you 20% off at Primal Origin Oils right now. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment two here this afternoon, let's start off by talking about the latest COVID updates for the Blackhawks at their morning skate. So we got good news here and we got bad news. We'll start off with the good news, which is that goaltender Kevin Lankinen has finally been removed from COVID-19 protocol after being placed there back on New Year's Eve and being forced to miss each of the last five games for the Hawks, which put the team in uh, quite a predicament there to start off 2022. Colin Delia was forced in net against Nashville, and then 22-year-old rookie Arvid Soderblom had to make his NHL debut, probably before even he expected to. Uh, but now the Hawks are back with their tandem of Flurry and Lankinen as the one and two. But one thing I did find interesting at their morning skate here was that Arvid Soderblom stuck around and took part. So not sure what the plan is with him. Not sure if that's just, you know, a precautionary move here ahead of tonight's game or if they're going to move him to the taxi squad after this road trip once they return home. 
I could also see both he and Kale Morris returning to Rockford because, you know, just makes sense for them to get more consistent game action right now. Um, so those are probably uh, a move or two that we could be expecting in the next couple of days. But with Lankin and getting removed from COVID protocol, the bad news here is that two new additions were made to the Hawks protocol list this morning in defenseman Jake McCabe as well as athletic trainer Mike Gavsky. So clearly something is going around the team a little bit right now because that makes four players total in COVID protocol at the moment, along with trainer Mike Gavsky, uh, Gustafson, Brandon Hagel, and Sam Lafferty all remain there as well as of this morning. So that leaves the Blackhawks down two defensemen tonight against the Blue Jackets. They do still have Ian Mitchell around, um, but an interesting thing to note, they also assigned Jakob Galvis to the active roster here this morning from the taxi squad. And after practice, Derek King spoke with the media and confirmed that Galvis will make his NHL debut tonight here with Jake McCabe out of the lineup. And don't forget, Jakob Galvis, he was someone that made a real strong push during training camp and with that prospect tournament uh, throughout the preseason when he got his looks as well. And he actually made the Hawks opening night roster in those final days of training camp, but did not wind up uh, playing in any games to open up the season before getting sent down to the AHL. But he will, looks looks like he will um, finally get his first NHL crack here later this, this evening. And I'm really interested to see what Galvis has to offer because he, he's someone who has quietly climbed up the prospect rankings this fall, as I said, with that play, uh, with that performance throughout training camp and during the preseason. It was pretty impressive, quite honestly. Uh, and I figured at some point here, he'd be getting his first NHL chance, and lo and behold, that comes tonight against the Blue Jackets. Uh, that sounds like the one change coming on defense for the Blackhawks. There was no official word from King as to who Galvis will be drawing in for, but uh, he didn't specify about any other changes, so sounds like Ian Mitchell could also be in the lineup once again with Caleb Jones possibly serving as the odd man out on defense. Uh, but as for the rest of the Hawks' projected lineup against the Jackets, first in net, as expected, once again will be Mark andre Fleury tonight for the fourth consecutive game. Uh, and even though Lankinen has been removed from COVID protocol, he was there since New Year's Eve 11 days ago now, 12 days ago possibly. Uh, he's definitely not ready to just, you know, hop right back into game action. And I honestly don't even know if he'll be ready by Thursday against Montreal either. That might honestly be pushing it. So not surprising here in the least to hear that Flower will get the start once again tonight. Uh, and just like the Blackhawks, as I spoke about earlier, hopefully Flurry too can build off of that solid performance he had against his former team on Saturday when he stopped 30 of 31 shots to pick up the victory in his return to Las Vegas. Uh, the Blackhawks were, you know, he's arguably the MVP of this team. When he's playing well, the Blackhawks are probably playing well. So Blackhawks really could use him uh, rattling off a couple more performances like that here, as I spoke about, with a little break in the schedule coming coming up because uh, when Flurry's on his A game, the Hawks at least have a chance night in and night out uh, against anyone in the NHL. 
As for the forward lines, though, we didn't get to see any line rushes or anything of that sort at the morning skate. Um, but just like the situation with uh, the, the defensemen, King did not really suggest any changes would be made up front, at least to my knowledge. So um, if I had to guess, considering the options that the Blackhawks have right now, Hagel still in COVID protocol, same with Lafferty. Uh, we know who's remaining on the taxi squad and wasn't activated to the roster. So I, I, prob- I probably would guess it's going to be pretty similar to what we saw on Saturday. Uh, probably Dominic Kubelik, Dylan Strom, and Patrick Kane once again as the top line with uh, Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taze, and Brett Connolly serving as the second. Although I am interested to see if uh, Mackenzie Entwistle could get a bump up in the lineup because he's someone who's been performing really well as of late ever since he got back from that ankle injury. Uh, and he also has six points in his last 10 games now and four points in seven games since returning from that injury. So uh, if it's not Connolly on that second line, then it's probably Entwistle, I would have to guess. Uh, but Kubelik also could be an option to bounce down with that second line too because he, Taze, and Dabrinkit, when they were paired together on Saturday against the Golden Knights, they had a pretty strong effort. So a lot of things could be happening there with that second line. Um, but if Connolly's up with the second, I guess, you know, Kershev and Doc, they've kind of been two that have stuck together for the majority of the past month or so. Uh, and it's either going to be Entwistle or Connolly on their right wing, and that would leave Jujar Kara, Ryan Carpenter, and Henrik Borgstrom as the fourth line. And at this point, you know, I, I really don't know what to do with Henrik Borgstrom. We've tried him everywhere. He did actually show some flashes on the top line with Patrick Kane, but, you know, at the same time, I think uh, kind of anyone can have a bit of success from time to time in that role when you're playing with Kaner and Alex Dabrinkit. Um, but just overall with the, uh, with Borgstrom's inability to just find a consistent spot in this lineup, that's kind of been an issue for him. He's also, you know, dealt with COVID, dealt with, um, another illness, a a non-COVID illness that forced him to miss some time. I don't know if that's affecting him, but it just hasn't been a very successful first campaign for Borgstrom here in Chicago. And that just makes me wonder if the front office is actively making some calls and and trying to figure out a trade or a new spot for Henrik Borgstrom. And I know it would be quitting on him kind of early, and quite frankly, um, the Hawks have seen that decision bite them in the butt a couple of times in the past, but Borgstrom, you know, he just finds himself in this weird predicament right now where I don't know where to put him in the lineup, and I don't think Derek King does either because he hasn't been able to muster up a whole lot in any of the spots he's been given a chance in throughout the season so far. All right, I think that takes care of the Blackhawks. Projected lineup tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Coming up in just a minute, I will discuss top prospect Lucas Reichel being named AHL Player of the Week for the Rockford Icehogs. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.eg. BetOnline has you covered all season on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the NFL is finally heading towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot, though, for all the sports action here in 2022. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website, and if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus from basketball football nhl 
boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment three now, before I finish things up on the show today, I also needed to be sure to talk for at least a couple of minutes about Blackhawks top prospect Lucas Reichel, who was just named AHL Player of the Week for the Rockford Icehogs after recording three goals and three assists in his first two games back since being removed from COVID-19 protocol. And of course, Rockford had that huge COVID outbreak, a bunch of players, both their coaches. That kept them away from the ice for nearly two weeks. And Reichel was one of the 10 players, I believe it was, uh, that tested positive or had COVID-like symptoms at least. Uh, And that marked the second time in like a month, a month and a half, where Reichel was forced to be uh, away from the ice for some significant time. Reichel also suffered a concussion earlier on in the year that forced him to miss uh, a couple of weeks. It fortunately didn't wind up being anything too serious, but it was a scary looking hit where he went head first into the boards, a real bad hit. Can't remember who committed it. It was someone in the AHL, so not too relevant. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. Um, but you know, just right as, uh, Reichel was starting to get back from that and getting some consistent game action in once again, Boom, you know, this huge outbreak's happen. This huge outbreak happens down in Rockford and uh he's forced off the ice yet again for a big stretch. And I know, of course, with this recent performance by Reichel being named AHL player of the week, that spurs the whole call up Lucas Reichel debate. A lot of people are wanting Reichel to be called up by the Blackhawks at this point. Um he now also, by the way, has twenty points in his first twenty AHL games and has by far been the team's best player. I mean, the kid's like a human highlight reel down there. Uh, So I do kind of understand that there really isn't much more for Reichel to accomplish, I think, with the Ice Hogs. Um, But also, I don't think continuing, you know, to give him a little bit more consistent game time in a top-line role at the AHL level, that's, you know, not the worst thing for him either. That's not going to hurt him. And I'll admit, I will admit, I'm kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place a little bit on this decision of what to do with Reichel. And I think that's mostly because I just haven't seen the Blackhawks develop enough young players successfully when they get called up at such a young age. And I do understand that Stan Bowman and Jeremy Carlton are, are no longer in the picture, which certainly does change things a little bit. Um, but I think I'm just so scarred by all of the first round picks that have, you know, either been, uh, well, mostly been traded away by the Hawks after not finding instant success at the NHL level. It's kind of scarred me. Um, and you know, I I think, 
I'm just scared to go through that once again here with Lucas Reichel because he's the first prospect in a while that the Blackhawks have had that I am, am super excited for. I think he actually has superstar abilities because he fits the mold of the new NHL. He's been moved to center. He, he's got a great pace to him. He can be responsible on both sides of the puck. And he's got some really good hands. He's worked on that a ton in these past couple of years. And I think he could be a really solid top six threat offensively one day. So, you know, I, I loved Adam Boquist, but I never bought into him being a number one defenseman at the NHL level. And I know that people are probably going to disagree with, with me on that, but just with the game that Boquist played, I didn't ever see him being a number one defenseman unless he was literally, you know, one of the top five offensive D-men in the entire league, unless he's like um, an Adam Fox or Eric Carlson-esque, you know? That's the only way I think Boquist was going to be a number one defenseman because with his build and the defensive side of his game, he wasn't built to be a shutdown guy. So I never really saw him being a true number one. But with Lucas Reichel, I really do see superstar potential. At such a young age, this kid is already showing some incredible flashes. Um, But I just, you know, I don't want to rush it. There's no rush here with a guy who has that high of a ceiling just because you know I've seen it happen time and time again with first round picks and I've seen the way that people turn on them when they don't have instant success I I know people liked Adam Boquist but there were also plenty of people out there who didn't there was definitely that crowd as well Uh, and I've also you know of course seen plenty of people hop on the Kirby Doc bus train which I'll say is a little bit more understandable because he hasn't taken that next step that I think everyone expected him to. But at the same time, the kid's, you know, not even 21 years old yet. I don't think we can be calling him a bust when he hasn't really even played a full NHL game's worth. uh, He hasn't really played a full season's worth of games, you know. Um, And then there's also Ian Mitchell, a second-round pick. He had a huge hype train, but, you know, that's pretty much gone now. Um and all the rest of the early round picks from the Blackhawks have basically all been traded at, up to this point. So it just really hasn't worked out well in the past when the Hawks have gone with this method, when they've rushed a player up to the NHL after only a handful of games down with the Ice Hogs. I just don't want to get in a rush here with Reichel. You know, I do want to see him up with the Blackhawks at some point, and I fully expect that to be the case. I just want to make sure he's... Like Jujar Kara, like the phrase that Derek King used with Jujar Kara, I want to make sure he's 110% ready. Not even 100%. He has to be more than that. The organization as a whole, top to bottom, Derek King, Kyle Davidson, Anders Sorensen, Lucas Reichel, everyone needs to be on the same page as to when exactly is the right time. That's what needs to happen. Because this kid has special talent, and the last thing you want to do is throw him into the fire too soon. I'm not saying that's what would happen if they bring him up to the NHL, but it's definitely in the cards when that's basically happened to every top prospect the Blackhawks have tried to develop a little bit faster at an early age so far. So, you know, why not just let him more so get back into the swing of things, go and be a professional here as much as possible for the next couple of weeks after forced to uh, be off the ice for a couple of significant stretches just kind of get back into, you know, both the mind, get the mind back into full-time hockey mode, 
uh, as well as the body, you know, then I think we can have a more proper discussion on when the time is to call up Reichel. But that's just my opinion. I have no idea what the Blackhawks organization intends to do with their top prospect, um, but I will admit, you know, it seems pretty enticing. Uh, and Reichel getting called up, it's definitely a possibility here after racking up six points in his first two games back to earn AHL Player of the Week for the Rockford Icehogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, January 11th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ooh, after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and pick up a much-needed win again here tonight on the road in Columbus. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.